This is the broadcast voice of Marshall University. WMUL-FM, Huntington, West Virginia. And now, News Center 88 at 5, the area source for the most complete news coverage from across the campus of Marshall University and the Huntington Tri-State area. And now, the News Center 88 team. Good evening, everyone. For this Monday, January 29th, 2024, I'm Luke Hamilton. And I'm Holly Belmont. Coming up this evening on News Center 88, France is protesting farmers in Circle Paris with tractor barricades, vowing a siege over grievances. All on your only daily source for Marshall Broadcast News. Emma Johnson will be in with the Metro Huntington weather forecast, and Ray Reinierson will be in with the FM 88 Sports Report. The current temperature outside is a cloudy 40 degrees. And now on to our top story. An enemy drone that killed three American troops and wounded dozens of others in Jordan may have been confused with an American drone returning to the U.S. installation. That's according to two U.S. officials who were not authorized to comment and insisted on anonymity today. The officials say preliminary information suggests the enemy drone that struck the installation known as Tower 22 may have been mistaken for an American drone that was in the air at the same time. The officials add that as the enemy drone was flying in at low altitude, a U.S. drone was returning to base. As a result, there was no effort to shoot down the enemy drone. An Israeli document spells out allegations against a dozen U.N. employees that says the country took part in Hamas's October 7 assault. The document claims seven stormed into Israeli territory, including one who participated in a kidnapping and another who helped to steal a soldier's body. The allegations excuse me, against staffers with the U.N. Agency for Palestinian Refugees prompted Western countries to freeze funds vital for the body, which is a lifeline for desperate Palestinians in Gaza. The U.N. fired nine of the 12 accused workers. Two are reportedly dead, and the last is being identified. The accusations come after years of tensions between Israel and the agency. It employs roughly 13,000 people in Gaza. Israel's military brought foreign journalists to an area of southern Gaza where its forces had destroyed an Islamic cemetery and a mosque in the process of unearthing tunnels used by Hamas militants. The military says it found a Hamas command and control center in a tunnel that ran underneath both the mosque and the cemetery. On Saturday, the army brought the journalists inside the tunnel, which led to a warrant of three small rooms, a kitchen, a bathroom, and a room with chairs. Under international law, mosques, cemeteries, and other religious sites hold special protected status, but Israel says Hamas has removed this protection by using these sites for military purposes. Within days, Donald Trump could have his sprawling real estate business empire ordered dissolved for repeated misrepresentations on financial statements to lenders, adding him to a short list of scam marketers, con artists, and others who have been hit with the ultimate punishment for violating New York's powerful anti-fraud law. An Associated Press analysis of nearly 70 years of civil cases under the law showed that such a penalty has only been imposed a, a dozen previous times, and Trump's case stands apart in a significant way. It's the only big business found that was threatened with a shutdown without a show of uh, showing excuse me, of obvious victims and major losses. Protesting farmers have encircled Paris with tractor barricades in a battle with the government over their industry's future. The movement in France is another manifestation of a global food crisis worsened by Russia's war in Ukraine, a major food producer. French farmers argue that higher prices for fertilizer and other inputs have eaten into their incomes, and that France's massively subsidized farming sector is overregulated and hurt by food imports from countries with fewer constraints. 
the French government has announced a deployment of 15,000 police officers to head off any effort by protesters to enter Paris. Coming up, Republican legislators in some states are trying to keep abortion off the ballot. That and more news from across the tri-state when News Center 88 returns right after this. in, winds, and delivers. Estrada lines one into left field. Shaylin Braxton comes in to score. Abigail Estrada has her legendary moment and gets the walk-off win. Marshall survives and advances. Score once again, fires it for three-point land, and there it is, point number 1,000 in her Thundering Herd career, the 21st player in program history to do so back around, gets right to the ball, sends a cross in, and it's into the back of the net! The thundering hurts, Eddie Dakwar on senior day! Gets around the defender after he missed the ball the first time, flips it back in, goes upper 90 on the far side of the post. The worldwide leader in Marshall University sports coverage, the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. The worldwide leader in Marshall University sports coverage. Welcome back to Raleigh, North Carolina, here high atop Carter Finley Stadium. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome inside Memorial Coliseum in Lexington, Kentucky. The Thundering Herd will be taking on the number 22 team in the country here in the fifth oldest stadium in college football, Nippert Stadium. Inside Value City Arena at Jerome Schottenstein Center. The Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to News Center 88, voted best spot news reporting by the Virginia's Associated Press. I'm Luke Hamilton. And I'm Holly Belmont. Former West Virginia coal executive Don Blankenship has filed a paperwork to run for Joe Manchin's U.S. Senate seat. Blankenship submitted paperwork to run as a Democrat on Friday, a day before the filing deadline for the May primary. Blankenship finished third out of the six candidates as a Republican in the 2018 U.S. Senate primary. He'll have two primary challengers in the Democratic primary, Manchin announced in November that he won't seek re-election. Blankenship served a year in federal prison after being found guilty of conspiring to violate safety standards at West Virginia's Upper Big Branch Mine before a 2010 explosion that killed 29 men. An Amber Alert has been issued for a 5-year-old Western Kentucky girl police say they believe is with the father suspected of killing her mother. Kentucky State Police said today that troopers were called to the child's home in Princeton, yesterday and found that mother Kelly Black had been fatally shot. Police say the girl is believed to be with her father, Byron Black. He has an arrest warrant issued for murder in the slaying of Kelly Black. The alert says the man and girl have not been here from, excuse me, heard from since Friday and could be traveling in a white 1996 Chevrolet Silverado with California plates. In a sweeping two-year investigation, the Associated Press found goods linked to prisoners in the supply chains of everything from Frosted Flake cereal and ballpark hot dogs to gold metal flour and Coca-Cola. They are on the shelves of most supermarkets, including Kroger, Target, and Whole Foods. They're also exported. The prisoners who help produce these goods are disproportionately people of color. Some are sentenced to hard labor and forced to work or face punishment, and are sometimes paid pennies an hour or nothing at all. They also are excluded from protections guaranteed to almost all other full-time workers, even when they are seriously injured or killed on the job. And it can be almost impossible for them to sue. 
Authorities have identified a tanker truck driver killed in a crash in Ohio that spilled thousands of gallons of diesel fuel over the weekend as repairs to the highway continue. The Summit County Medical Examiner's Office said today that 31-year-old Jason Thomas Stevens of Ashtabula died of multiple blunt force injuries after the 9.15 a.m. Saturday crash at the ramp to Interstate 271 at State Route 8 in Northfield Center Township. His death was ruled accidental. The Ohio Environmental Protection Agency said the truck was carrying about 7,500 gallons of diesel and a nearby creek briefly caught fire. Crews worked to contain the spill after the crash. Legislative efforts in Missouri and Mississippi are attempting to prevent voters from having a say over abortion rights. And those efforts are building on anti-abortion strategies seen in other states, including last year in Ohio. In Mississippi, a proposal would ban residents from placing abortion initiatives on the statewide ballot. A Missouri plan supported by anti-abortion groups would require ballot initiatives to win majorities in five of the state's eight congressional districts. In addition to a simple statewide majority, opponents pan the efforts as undemocratic and undermining voters' direct role in forming state laws. Coming up next, Alex Murdaugh juror says clerk made him seem guilty of murder before he testified. That and more news from around the nation when News Center 88 returns. Stay with us. As a professional soccer player, I know how rewarding sports can be and how quickly injuries happen. So I've teamed up with the American Association of Orthodontists to ask athletes to play it safe. With my years of training, I know what it takes to become an expert, and orthodontists do too. They're the experts who help people obtain healthy, beautiful smiles. Wear mouth guards, face masks, and helmets to prevent injuries. Keep smiling and visit braces.org. The best news program in the nation as honored by the National Broadcasting Society. More than 130 live martial sporting events every year. One of the top college radio stations in the nation. 50 years of broadcasting excellence. 88.1 WMUL-FM. I was leaving an exercise class. All of a sudden, the pain started. My entire chest. Shortness of breath. Very fatigued. Nauseated. Thought that it was nothing much, maybe just stress. You're having a heart attack. I'm healthy, I'm young. There's no way it could be my heart, no way. Heart disease doesn't discriminate. Listen to your body, go get checked. Heart disease is the number one killer in women. And this is something that we can fight. Visit GoRedForWomen.org to learn a woman's risk for heart disease. Welcome back to News Center 88, voted Best Radio News Reporting by the Society of Professional Journalists Mark of Excellence Awards. I'm Luke Hamilton. And I'm Holly Valmont. Chair Jerome Powell will enter this week's Federal Reserve meeting in a much more desirable position than he likely ever expected. Inflation is getting close to the Fed's target rate. The economy is still growing at a healthy pace. Consumers keep spending, and the unemployment rate is nearly is near, excuse me, a half century low. When they met last December, the Fed's policymakers excuse me, said they expected to cut their benchmark rate three times this year. Yet the timing of those rate cuts, which would lead to lower borrowing costs for consumers and businesses, remains uncertain. Most economists say they expect the first rate cut to occur in May or June. 
Social media platform X has blocked some searches for Taylor Swift as pornographic deepfake images of the singer have circulated online. Attempts to search for her name without quote marks on the site resulted in an error message with a prompt to retry the search. However, putting quote marks around her name allowed posts to appear that mentioned her name. Sexually explicit and abusive fake images of Swift began circulating widely last week on X. It's made her the most famous victim of a scourge that tech platforms and anti-abuse groups have struggled to fix. An ex-executive calls it, quote, a temporary action, unquote, being, quote, done with an abundance of caution as we prioritize safety on this issue, unquote. Federally funded community health centers serve 1 in 11 Americans. Most of them are low income and many are underinsured. Their health centers are under stress as they work to meet the specific needs of their communities because of uncertain funding and staffing issues. The number of people seeking care increased 45% in a decade. The centers treat a range of populations, including migrants, rural residents with limited health care options, and multiple generations of families. A little-discussed U.S. military desert outpost in far reaches of northeastern Jordan has become the focus of international attention after a drone attack killed three American troops and injured at least 34 others there. The base, known as Tower 22, sits near the demilitarized zone on border between Jordan and Syria along a sandy, bulldozed berm marking the DMZ's southern edge. The Iraqi border is only six miles away. The small installation includes U.S. engineering, aviation, logistics, and security troops, with about 350 U.S. Army and Air Force personnel deployed there. Alex Murdaugh is back in a South Carolina courtroom trying to prove that misconduct by a clerk persuaded a jury to find him guilty of murdering his wife and son. The convicted killer, disbarred attorney, an admitted thief, is wearing his orange jumpsuit and listening as a judge asks about jury tampering allegations. The first juror, questioned Monday, said comments by Colton County clerk Becky Hill during the trial made it seem like Murdaugh was already guilty, but the juror also said pressure from other jurors persuaded her to vote to convict. All 12 said they stand by their guilty verdicts, and all but one said they weren't influenced by anything the, cur- the clerk excuse me, might have said. Coming up next, Biden is marking the 15th anniversary of landmark pay equity law with steps to help federal workers. Your daily political update when News Center 88 returns, right after this. Are you tired of missing your favorite WMUL programming? No worries. Check out WMUL's online archive at marshall.edu slash WMUL. Every episode of our news and sports programming, every story from the New Center 88 and FM 88 sports teams, and much more. Marshall.edu slash WMUL. More than 100 million wild animals are killed each year illegally. Poaching is a major threat to our country's wildlife. I'm Tom Barry. I'm an actor with a desire to preserve living space for wildlife. The Humane Society Wildlife Land Trust does just that. Works with private landowners to protect wildlife to preserve natural habitats. To learn more or to work with the Humane Society Wildlife Land Trust, call 800-729-SAVE. That's 800-729-SAVE or visit wildlifelandtrust.org. Thank you. Welcome back to News Center 88. I'm Luke Hamilton. And I'm Holly Belmont. 
Britain's government says it will ban the sale of disposable vapes and limit their cornucopia of flavors to prevent children from becoming addicted to nicotine. It also says it will stick to a contentious proposal to ban today's young people from ever buying cigarettes. It is currently illegal to sell vapes or tobacco to children under 18 in the UK, but officials say youth vaping has tripled in the past three years. As well as banning disposable vapes, the government says it will, quote-unquote, restrict flavors which are specifically marketed at children, unquote, and ensure that manufacturers put vapes in plain packaging. These measures are expected to come into effect next year. Israel's allegations that 12 employees of a United Nations agency were involved in Hamas's October 7th attack have led the United States and several other countries to cut off funding. The accusations have also reignited debate over Gaza's biggest humanitarian aid provider. The UN Agency for Palestinian Refugees, known as UNRWA, employs thousands of staffers and provides vital aid and services to millions of people across the Middle East. In Gaza, it has been the main supplier of food, water, and shelter to civilians during the Israel-Hamas war. Israel has long railed against the agency, accusing it of tolerating or even collaborating with Hamas. The Israeli allegations were detailed in a document obtained by the Associated Press today. Lawmakers in more than half a dozen U.S. states are pushing laws to define anti-Semitism, triggering debates about free speech and bringing complicated world politics into state houses. The definition lays out standards for determining in which instances criticism of Israel amounts to anti-Semitism. But some, including an author of the definition, say they don't think it should be adopted into law. Measures have cleared at least one legislative excuse me, legislative chamber this year in Georgia, India, and South Dakota, and have been introduced in at least five other states. Advocates say the definition is needed because of rising hatred directed at Jewish residents. Voters in Taiwan recently repelled a wave of disinformation seeking to undermine their democracy ahead of this election earlier this month. In doing so, the island can offer lessons to the U.S. and other nations holding their own elections amid the threat of foreign disinformation. Experts say Taiwan was able to rebuff China's efforts to meddle with its democracy by taking the challenge of disinformation seriously. When rumors and hoaxes about voting discrepancies popped up, the government and independent fact-checker groups responded aggressively and quickly. China views Taiwan as its own. A report by DoubleThink Lab found that China used propaganda and disinformation in an effort to undermine its democracy. President Joe Biden is marking the 15th anniversary of a landmark pay equity law with new steps to tackle persistent gaps in pay for federal government employees and those who work for federal contractors. The Biden administration is finalizing regulations that will bar the federal government from using a person's private sector pay history to determine what they would what they would earn, excuse me, working for the federal government or a federal contractor. The Lilly Ledbetter Fair Play Act was the first bill President Barack Obama signed into law after taking office in 2009. Biden was vice president. Administration officials say the regulations are needed to address differences in federal pay for women and men. And coming up, Emma Johnson will have a complete look at your Metro Huntington weather forecast, and Ray Reinerson will be in with the FM 88 Sports Report. Stay with us. Does searching for good music on the radio feel like a wild goose chase? Hey, goose! Hey, come back here! Don't you get away from me! Aha! Gotcha! Ow! 
while your chase is over. Because throughout the week, WMUL plays many genres of music. From hip-hop to jazz to many flavors of alternative, WMUL has just what you're looking for. So don't be like this guy. Stop it, Goose! <laughs> Tune in to 88.1 WMUL, <laughs> the cutting edge. Does showing up for work at a ballpark or an arena sound good to you? A Marshall University sports journalism degree can get you there. Sports journalism in Marshall is important. It's serious and it's big business. Sports media and communications careers are some of the most competitive and marketable worldwide in a multi-billion dollar industry. We'll prepare you to think critically, report accurately, and artfully tell the stories on and off the field or court. If this sounds like you, the Marshall School of Journalism is ready and eager to start your journey. Learn more at marshall.edu sojmc. The worldwide leader in Marshall University sports coverage. Welcome back, everyone, to Lexington, Kentucky. It is still survive and advance time. Welcome back in to Fifth Third Arena, Cincinnati, Ohio. The Marshall Thundering Herd lead the 24th ranked team in the country, the Cincinnati Bearcats, back here at Heinz Field in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. The Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to News Center 88. I'm Emma Johnson, and now it is time for your Metro Huntington weather forecast. It's currently a cloudy 40 degrees. Temperatures will drop down to the mid-30s around 8 p.m. tonight and will continue to drop into the low 30s as the night continues. As we head towards the rest of the week, we will see highs in the 40s and 50s and lows in the 20s and 30s. We will see some rain tomorrow and Friday and possibly some snow flurries on Wednesday. Today in weather history, on this day in 2002, a major three-day storm blasted parts of Kansas and Missouri. A catastrophic ice storm occurred south of the snow area with two inches of ice and snow accumulating in the Kansas City, Missouri area. Thousands of trees fell due to the storm blocking roads, destroying utility lines, and causing fires. Two bicentennial trees estimated at being over 200 years old were badly damaged from this storm. After the 31st, 325,000 people were reported without power in Kansas City alone. Thank you, weather4u.com, for that information. And that does it for your Metro Huntington weather forecast. Currently outside the WMUL studios, it is a cloudy 40 degrees. For News Center 88, I'm Emma Johnson. Thanks, Emma. Now Ray Rynearson joins us with the FM 88 Sports Report. Thanks, Luke. In Marshall Thundering Herd Athletics, Marshall Athletics Hall of Fame Committee is now opening nominations for the Marshall Hall of Fame Class of 2024. The committee considers nominations based upon the nominee's time at Marshall. Also, the achievements by nominees are put in three categories as follows. Athlete, Administrator, and Coach. Dribbling over to Marshall Women's Basketball, Marshall Women's Basketball looks to begin its three-game homestand starting Wednesday. Marshall will face off with Appalachian State. The Thundering Herd brings a perfect 8-0 conference record. App State enters with a 4-5 conference record and a 1-9 record when playing on the road. Tip-off is at 6 p.m. in the Cam Henderson Center. Serving over to Marshall Women's Tennis, the Thundering Herd split its first home matches of the season, beating Rafford and falling to WVU. In the loss to the Mountaineers, Marshall's Jonas Strom, Emma Vander Hayden, and Ricky Giller all won their respective single matches in three sets. Marshall quickly rebounded in its second match of the day against Radford. Strom and Vander Hayden started off doubles with a fast 6-0 win, and Dorotasia Draxovic and Aisling McGrain sealed the doubles point with a 6-2 victory. 
Marshall Tennis is back in action Friday when it hosts Miami, Ohio, and Barbersville. In other sports news, in the NFL, it was conference championship day in the NFL with four teams looking for a bid to, to the 58th Super Bowl. Representing the AFC was the Baltimore Ravens facing the Kansas City Chiefs. For the NFC, it was San Francisco 49ers facing the Detroit Lions. For the AFC, in what was another dominant game by the Chiefs, jumping out to a 17-7 lead at the half, would hold on to win 17-10 and punch its ticket back to the Super Bowl. For the NFC game, it looked like it was all but wrapped up by the end of the first half, with the Detroit Lions controlling the game and a, having a 24-7 lead over the 49ers. That was not all, though, for the 49ers as it pushed itself back in the second half, tying the game at 24 apiece in the third quarter. The Lions would score one more touchdown too late as the 49ers held a 10-point lead before the score, and the 49ers won 34-31. Super Bowl 58 will feature the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers on February 11th at 6.30 p.m. In the NHL, Toronto Maple Leafs' Austin Matthews reached the goal mark, 40-goal mark before the All-Star break. Austin Matthews scored his NHL-leading 40th goal to reach 600 career points, and the Toronto Maple Leafs completed a home-and-home sweep of the Winnipeg Jets with a 4-2 victory Saturday night. That does it for the FM88 Sports team. I'm Ray Ranierson. Thanks, Ray. Coming up, flurry surprise in theft's sus- suspect's pocket, a tiny blue-eyed puppy. Stay with us to find out more right after this on New Center 88. Marshall sports journalism graduates learn transferable skills that score competitive careers. It's time for you to get in the game. Critical thinking, communication, and commitment to accuracy are desired skills in an expanding job market. Sports journalism and sports communication careers are some of the most coveted positions in the country. The Marshall University School of Journalism and Mass Communications is ready and eager to help you start your journey. Learn more at marshall.edu sojmc. Robin, are you seeing this? Yes, it seems like some sort of... There's someone here. What? It sounds like alternative and hip-hop. And jazz and blues. Is that award-winning news of sports? Gee Wilkers, Batman. What's going on? It's... it's green. It's white. It's WNUL. 88.1. Saving the world from bad radio. And where's Harvey Dent? Mr. Detweiler, we're all finished. Mm, what? Your knee replacement went great, and it's all because of you. What did I do? You were captain of Team Detweiler. You told us everything. Medical history, allergies. You asked us tons of questions. Huh. I guess I did kind of run the whole operation, didn't I? We couldn't have done it without you. Patient safety. It takes a team. A message from the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons with more tips at orthoinfo.org slash patient safety. Golly, there's nothing to do. Wally is at baseball practice. Jane has her piano lesson. It's Friday afternoon and Timmy's having a little trouble with boredom. You know, Timmy, the best way to beat boredom is join an after-school program. Nice try. Take Sue to the malt shop? Not quite. Well, what is it? Listening to WMUL, of course. Why didn't I think of that? 88.1, right? You're catching on. Boredom will be a thing of the past once you listen to 88.1 WMUL. 
And finally, today on News Center 88, officers in a Detroit suburb found a furry surprise when they patted down a theft suspect. A tiny blue-eyed puppy zipped into the man's jacket pocket. Roseville police found the palm-sized a blue pit bull puppy on January 16th while arresting a man accused of a stealing money from a bank customer. The five-week-old female puppy named Frappy was taken to Macomb County's animal control shelter and later to foster care before being returned to the theft suspect, excuse me, um, who's charged with larceny from a person. The chief animal control officer told the Detroit Free Press they met with Frappy's owner to get her vaccinated and microchipped. A bat descended on the court and delayed play after Victor Wimanyama made a three-pointer two minutes into the San Antonio Spurs' 113-112 to victory over the Minnesota Timberwolves Saturday night. Dressed in a Batman costume, the Spurs' mascot, like Coyote, captured the bat with a net after numerous failed attempts, much to the delight of Wimanyama and Spurs teammate Jeremy Sokon. Others hid, like Keldon Johnson. In 2009, like Coyote corralled two bats, while former Spurs star Manu Ginobili swatted another to the court with his bare hand. With their purple, gold, and green colors and toy babies hidden inside, king cakes are staples of Mardi Gras celebrations in New Orleans. But apparently, they're also valuable enough to steal, at least this time of year during the carnival season. A thief stole seven king cakes, about as many as he could carry, during a break-in last week at a New Orleans bakery last Wednesday. Police say the thief also took cash and a case of vodka. The rings of pastry are adorned with purple, green, and gold sugar or icing, and they often have tiny plastic babies hidden inside as a prize. And that does it for this edition of News Center 88. Tune in tomorrow at 5 for the most complete news from Marshall University and the tri-state area. And remember to check us out on the World Wide Web at marshall.edu slash WMUL. For Emma Johnson, Holly Belmont, Ray Ryanerson, Nathaniel Hara, and for the entire New Center 88 team, I'm Luke Hamilton. Your thought of the day is, prediction is very difficult, especially if it's about the future. Niels Bohr.